0: Fit for Life, your biblical pathway to success. Make this year your best year by studying to show yourself approved. Join us in our new Fit for Life classes to follow your biblical pathway to success. This is a class for everyone, whether you are a new believer or a mature believer. Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. in the Fit for Life class. This month, our theme is living your best life. I think that's what it is. (laughs) Living your best life. (laughs) And today, we're talking about being physically fit. And uh, as I was studying and everything, it's like going through it all. It it, uh, goes hand in hand with being spiritually fit. And I know somebody else is going to teach on being spiritually fit, but... Unfortunately, I'm going to put a little bit of it in here, too, (laughs) because it's hard to do one without the other. But starting off the the year, we all contemplate things and what we're going to be doing and just what's going on in our lives and the world around us, which is not looking good. So this time, this year, let's instead look at the immediate things we see, things we hear, and stand back and look at the things going on around us in a spiritual way. And sometimes we don't get to do that all the time because, you know, our senses tell us what to do and what to think and how, what's going on. And sometimes we forget to, okay, no matter what that is, let me take a step back and look at it spiritually. And it's so hard to do that sometimes. Uh if we read our butt in our Bible or study it, we already know that we need uh, to be at our best, not only spiritually, but physically as well. Because if we're not physically fit, we miss part of the spiritual because we're, we're dealing with something physically. And so sometimes that overtakes our thoughts and what we do, and we miss the spiritual value of it. And like you were telling, saying earlier about somebody who has a cold, well, they're missing the spiritual part of it because they're so overtaken with the physical of having a cold, and how easy it is for us to do that and give in to our bodies instead of saying, "Okay, body, you're supposed to do what I'm telling you to do." <laughs> and we need to think about it that way this year, especially now because it is in the end times, and uh, we need to be more spiritually aware of things that are going on, because the enemy is constantly trying to slow us down. He's trying to do things to knock us out of the race. <laughs> and we're not. We're telling him today we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're giving him notice. Um, as a national caliber athlete back in the day, some of you probably did some sports in high school or when you were younger. Um, you get to that level because you put some work in. <laughs> You're, you put some work in, you're dedicated to it, and we train our bodies to be able to withstand the amount of physical activity that we're going to put on it. And we have to do that because otherwise we can't advance. Well, the same thing, you know, being spiritual, we have to make our bodies <laughs> line up and, and our minds and our spirit to be able to withstand everything we're going to put on it or give it to do. Well, this year we need to do the same thing, be able to turn, be able to run the race and take care of the people God is calling into our lives Uh, and a church. We need to be in shape. Uh, We need to, um, there's more violence out there. There's more, we have to be more aware of our surroundings. We have to be more alert. So if we're not physically fit, we kind of will miss a lot of that stuff around us. Because the world is changing. It's not changing for the better. (laughs) And and it's not changing for our lives to be easier either. So, with all those things going on, we need to be more alert to what's going on around us. So, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you gotta run. (laughs) So, you gotta be physically fit to get out of the way, right? And, I'm, and our minds have to be sharp so we can actually look at the surroundings and what's going on and say, okay, that doesn't look good. <laughs> and be, be able to, to process that and say, okay, this is what I need to do. And sometimes when we're like that and we say, that, okay, this doesn't look good, then your spirit would click it and, and God will tell you, well, you need to go to the left or you need to go to the right or you need to back up. <laughs> and we need to be able to do that quickly. Uh, for for God to use us, we must be in shape to handle whatever comes our way, even if it's just to protect ourselves. But sometimes it's to help other people. Sometimes it's to do other things, whether it's in the church, at your job, or even at home. Uh, we have to be physically aware, physically a fit to do a lot of those things. The Bible tells us we need to remember that our bodies are not our own. Uh, you know, and I, I read that, and, and I thought, yep, they belong to God. And say, okay, body. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, we we forget. We forget. I mean, look what the world is saying now. The woman, this is my body, I can do with it what I want. Well, that's not true. <laughs> so that's what the world is telling everybody. That is your body. You can do anything to it you want. And look around uh you know, around us. And what people are doing to their bodies. I mean, look at it. People all tatted up their faces. You can't even tell what they are or who they are because you can't even see because they just, you know, it looks like the ancient times when you know, the demons run around looking like that. And people who were crazy running around looking like that. You know, I, I, I like to look at Viking movies. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but I do. And sometimes, you know, the the crazy people are all like that. And it's like, man, look at how people are really reverting back to ancient times, and they don't even know. (laughs) So we have to protect ourselves. We have to be in shape for that. The Bible tells us we need to remember that our bodies are not our own, but we're just borrowing these human coverings. They're just human coverings. Uh, to get done what God has already tasked us to do before we came here. And, you know, I think about that. I said, okay, these are just coverings he gave us. And, and so why are we so separated? Because of races or color or whatever or even cultures. Why are we so separated? Because... God made everybody this way. He just gave us a covering. I'm sure he didn't even really probably think about it. He said, okay, we're just going to do these people like this, and their bodies will adjust to their environment, and here we go. <laughs> and it's like, man, why are we so like that? It's just crazy. We are called to honor God with our bodies by taking care of them. This includes eating healthy, having a healthy diet, getting some exercise at any level because no matter what just reaching at your counter stretches your body. I remember um, when I used to work at the health club and and, uh, telling people, just do anything. Reach for a can of soup or something. Just reach. Get on your toes. It stretches more than what you think. So you are moving your body and using your muscles, and so at any level, it's a, it's a good thing, and avoiding things that can harm our bodies. Um, it's mind over manner, right? <laughs> mind over matter. what you think you will become. You can't, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you're right, you can't do it, and you won't do it. that's what everybody doing their new year's resolutions this year i'm gonna do that i said that okay this year i'm gonna get on that treadmill i haven't been on that treadmill yet (laughs) even though i do enough walking around anyway and everything because we're remodeling some stuff but it's like man why i don't have time to get on that treadmill (laughs) but i did say i was gonna do it (laughs) i just walk by and look at it and go okay i'm gonna get on it eventually (laughs) Yeah, but um, we tend to separate who we are into sections. When I was looking at that, I'm like, man, we do do that. We tend to look at ourselves and we separate who we are into sections. Um, What we think our minds, then our bodies being healthy, and our spirit, because we're spirit beings, um, you can't always... uh, buy into what we hear or what we're told, which is what the government's doing to everybody or the media's doing to everybody. We can't always buy into everything we hear and see and what people tell us, like um, it's flu season. How do you know it's flu season? What makes it flu season? Should I expect to have the flu? And people buy into it, and say, okay, it's flu season. I but I go take a flu shot, which puts that in there, which means you could probably get it. <laughs> it's not keeping you from getting it. <laughs> and then so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna listen to that. And then now I noticed on TV every commercial is some new drug. I haven't even heard of some of these things. And I'm like, OMG, and now they're trying to put chips or something in people's brain to try, they say, to try to um, help people with asthma or epilepsy or something. Yeah. To me, and I'm thinking about all that stuff, you know what? They're, how many people are they going to do that? And, and they're controlling it. Yeah. Exactly. So that means they can control you. Exactly. <laughs> And people are not getting that, oh, it's for the better, it's science. No, look at what everybody's doing. And uh, so we can't always believe and buy into everything that's advertised and what the government's telling us because the government wants us to do what they want us to do. Amen. So we can't do that. The Jewish people, however, regard human beings as a whole. And I was thinking about that. So what? As a whole, they don't separate the body from the soul or the mind from the spirit. Uh, They believe wholeness was not only what God desired for us, but the wholeness could be attained by just um, keeping God's commandments. The whole person. And I'm like, man, they think of it as a whole and we separate everything. And I'm like, okay, God, help us out here. The physical goes hand in hand with the spiritual. We are not... Created with separate entities, or uh, but we're one whole complete unit. That's how he made us. That's why our bodies will do what we tell it to do. He created us like a computer to fix itself. It has all kinds of things that he put in there to be one whole unit. But we section ourselves. You know, doctors section you out. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, man. I, when I was reading that, I'm like, man, that's so true. And we forget that that's what's happening. Uh, one doesn't work without the other. One part of our body doesn't work without the other part of our body, right? Whatever we think our bodies, whatever we think, our bodies will respond to what we think. I'm going to get sick. Okay. <laughs> Your body hears that it processes it. And, and then, you know, and then, it, of course, it'll happen. <laughs> I know whatever we speak out we're creating that and not only out in the atmosphere but our is here we think it doesn't but it here that's why when pastor was talking about putting your hand in your ear the singers so they can hear themselves and conform with everything around them and i'm like oh my gosh how how much we are connected <laughs> and we and we don't pay attention to it um Whatever our minds are, we respond to that. Whatever we see, we respond to that. Whatever we hear, we respond to that. And I think about that with kids always watching TV, and there's so much gruesome stuff out there now. And now they're doing, uh, a lot of kids are still on those games and everything, and they're just saturating their minds and their, how they think about certain things. They're just saturating that. And so they go out and do it. How scary is that? (laughs) Crazy to think about it, but, you know, it goes on faster than we think around us. God made us like a computer, and every aspect of our bodies work together as one. And isn't that what the church is supposed to do? (laughs) You look at the Bible, and you start reading different things, and it's just amazing how God gives us examples, and it just works perfectly with what's going on now. Uh, what our bodies are doing, that's how the church is supposed to do. He told us, you know, you, the arm can't tell the leg, you know can't work without the leg or tell it what to do, or I don't need you. It all has to work together. It's like our bodies, and and that takes me to a whole another thing about surgeries and everything. They're taking stuff out and putting odd stuff in and... <laughs> <laughs> and just trying to just mess our whole created bodies up that God created. He created it perfect, and we're trying to make it more perfect, and we can't. <laughs> uh, to every part of the ministry, this uh, every part of the church and the ministry supporting each other, are working together as a whole unit. And isn't that the way people are supposed to be? We're supposed to work together as a whole unit, and look how divided we are. And who, who does that? The enemy. He divides us by how we think, divides us by who we're going to vote for, divides us on what we look like, divides us on the color we are, divides us on where we live. I mean, it's all kind of division. It's like, man, we have to be physically fit mentally, <laughs> to process all the junk out there so we can focus on God, focus on what he wants. How God, how should we be physically fit? Well, there's all kinds of uh, ways and instances that um, he gives us and we just read over it and don't pay attention, right? First Timothy 4.8 says, for physical training is of some value, useful for a little, but godliness Spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way, for it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. So being physically fit, our present life, what is it that he has for us to do? What are we supposed to do? Well, if we're not physically fit, we can't do any of it, let alone run the race. (laughs) He can't hand us the baton. Hey, you need to go over there. You can't do outreach cuz your leg hurts. You can't <laughs> you can't go up and pray with anybody because you don't think you can do it. Your mind's not working. <laughs> so it's just crazy how when you put all that stuff together, it's like, oh man, we we're just we, we need to pull it all together, which is kind of why we're, we we call it fit for life because it's about putting us all back together spiritually and physically so we know how to work with God. God has to work with us, but we need to work with him too, amen? (laughs) And I was like, man, that's crazy. God promised the Jewish people a land full of milk and honey. He gave it to them, but they had to believe. They had to believe and line up with his word. Well, we have to do that too. We can have our land of milk and honey by following his guidelines, following the word, whether it's eating, exercise, you know, any of that stuff. We're supposed to be doing what he tells us to do. Uh, there are people living with great material prosperity, but they're not spiritually or emotionally fulfilled. We also know it's possible to feel content even in hard times, physically or emotionally, uh, it's possible to feel just fine, peaceful. And uh, we also know it's possible um, that God, well, we already know, God desires us to know material and natural fulfillment along with spiritual and emotional fulfillment, which in turn bring us into our promised land. Our promised land is just to live on this earth the way he intended us to live on this earth, peaceful. You know, and uh and and being a spiritual being, following his guidelines. If we follow doesn't Proverbs tell us, if we follow His word, His guidelines, we will be happy, we will be joyful, we will be peaceful, we will be healthy. <laughs> and it's like, Okay, we're gonna get it one of these days, God. That's why you send Jesus to figure us out, right? <laughs> so he could say, Okay. They need a lot of help, Dad. (laughs) So, So let's get people to write all this stuff down so they can all at some point live in a realm of peace. How many of our churches teach and remind us about living good and fit Christian lives? I don't think people do that anymore, our churches you know, we, just, we decided we decide daily, weekly, monthly, or even yearly to do things differently or to better our lives, but how many of us follow through to the end, or even get started, like I said, with the, <laughs> with the treadmill? <laughs> it's in my mind to do it, but I haven't gotten on it yet. <laughs> how many of us are truly spiritually fit? When the enemy comes to attack us, uh, do we reach for the word of God? Or do we try to do battle in the physical realm? And it's so easy to to get into the physical part of it instead of devil. I see you, and so I'm just going to speak the word of God to you. Thank God, Pastor Larry, in his series uh, that he's doing on prayer, he's teaching us he's how and why to pray. So important for us to live and do battle because that's what our whole lives is. It's a daily battle. To defeat the enemy well we have to be physically fit to know that we have to be physically fit to move and do the things we need to do to keep the enemy at bay amen back in the day we would have weekly and uh monthly revival nights or days that gave a lot of us a chance to reevaluate and rededicate our lives to line up with god's word and uh That we, line up with his word, that we openly promised him that we would do. (laughs) And now we don't have that. I I haven't heard too many churches still having revivals. We don't have uh, a specific time all the time to reevaluate our lives and to, you know, think about what what did I say I was going to do? Just even to rededicate our lives to the Lord, which we should do that, you know, on a daily basis anyway. God help me today. (laughs) Rededicate and do what I need to do. Help me keep my body fit so I can do what you want me to do so I am ready to do what I need to do in the church or on my job or just in my life in general. How many people just sit at home and don't do anything? A ton of people. And it's like you can't regenerate your body. You can't be physically fit just sitting all the time. And I think a lot of times... Uh, my brother just decided he was going to retire, and I said, well, you got to figure out something to do. You can't just sit home. You got to keep moving, and a lot of people think they retire. They're just going to sit home, and when you start sitting, I always tell people, well, when you sit and don't move anything, that your blood starts to pool. Well, then you, all kinds of stuff happen because you're not moving. You have to be moving to, for longevity, Amen learning to become and stay spiritually fit usually takes months and even years sometimes to accomplish uh even if it happens then i mean we've been in the ministry or just christians for 30 years and we're still trying to do things it's just a, our whole life is just an ongoing thing of you know trying to reach the mark that god placed before us so to do that there's a lot of things we need to do physically to Strive to do that, and reading His Word, uh, the same as being for physically fit just as much a work of God's grace in us as our own conversion. His grace will help us do everything we need to do. Thank God, He's He's with us, giving us some supernatural help. <laughs> Paul's word in Second Corinthians twelve thirteen reveals about four ideas about spiritually, being spiritually fit or getting spiritually fit. And then there's scriptures talking about being physically fit. And I was amazed when I was studying this, how many scriptures do talk about being physically fit. And we just look, oh, I, think, I said, I've read that. You know, and you just kind of brush over it. And you don't look at it that way because you're trying to study spiritually and you kind of miss the physical part, which goes hand in hand with it. And it's like, okay, God, we can't do one without the other. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get you. 2 Corinthians twelve nine says, but he said to me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you To bear the trouble manfully for my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled, and complete. And show themselves most effective in your weaknesses. And you know what? And when we have to do things, it's like, God, help me get through it. God, push me so I can move. (laughs) Do something. Help me. Put it in my mind so that I can get out there and... um, and stop being weak. What areas are we weak in? We need to ask God, to, you know, God, tell us what we need to do to get physically fit and spiritually fit. Then God says, uh, then it says, God's strength and power rests, pitches a tent over, and dwells upon us. Not sure about you guys, but I can when I picture that, that he's pitching a tent over me so that I can be not only spiritually fit, but physically fit. I'm like, okay. Okay, he's over me, so you know I can. There's I can do all things. I can do anything. I mean, it gets me excited to say, okay, I can. I can handle anything that comes my way because God said His power and His strength rests on me, and you know. And sometimes we forget that. You know, I remember training, and how many know when you have to train for different things, sometimes you just want to cry because you just can't go any further. You want to fall down, you're sucking air. (laughs) Your legs are feeling like noodles. (laughs) And it's like, God, help me get through this. You know, and you're just trying to talk yourself through it. But, you know, his power. And his strength rests upon us so we can just keep going on. And somehow we find the strength. We find the energy to just keep moving on. Well, not only do we need to do that physically, but we need to do that spiritually as well. Verse 10 says, when we are weak in our human strength, then am I, we truly strong, able, powerful in divine strength. And I read that and I'm like, oh man, Lord Help us. <laughs> Help us, God, stay physically fit. And I look at how many people need healing when they come up there. And it's like, okay, we're we're adhering to what our body's telling us. We're not telling our bodies what it needs to do. We need to remind our bodies: look, you have to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> You know, and it's like when they told me when I had my hip replacements, oh, you can't wear heels anymore, you can't run, you can't do that. Well, I'm doing all of that because I'm like, no, my body's going to do what I tell it to do, and this is what I used to do, and I'm going to still be able to do that, and and I am. <laughs> and so they're like, well, you can't do that anymore. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, when they tell you, you just have to sit down, you just can't, you can't run, you can't be physically fit, you can't do this, you can't, only certain exercises you can do. And it's like, no, that's just not the way that I'm built. That's not the way that, that's not what I do. So uh, people will call that rebellious. Well, I guess I'm rebellious because, <laughs> because I'm not going to not do anything. Which is what the world is telling us to do. You can't do anything. There's nothing you can do. You just have to fall in line and do what we tell you to do. (laughs) And that's not true. God tells us, the Bible says, we are to fight. We are to fight. We are supposed to be, you know, the violent take it by force where we're going to get in there and we're going to be violent. And we're going to take what God has given us to run the race and be physically fit to keep going. Amen. We're not going to fall in line and listen to what the world tells us that we can't do. My mind and the Bible tells me I can do anything. So I'm going to get my body in line. And I'm going to do what I have to do so when God calls on me to do something, I'm able to do it and I'm ready physically to keep going. And sometimes I think, listen to some people talk about volunteers and what volunteers are doing. Well, we don't want to wear them out. Heck, you can't wear them out if they're called by God to do it. If they choose to do it, God's going to equip them to keep on going. I I know when we first got saved we were there all the time volunteering, and I didn't get tired and worn out because I knew, okay, God, I can do this. I love doing this, so I'm going to get in there because I believe you want me to help. So I'm going to get in there and do it. So when people say that, I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're speaking that out on everybody. And when some volunteers say, I'm burned out, well, if you're burnt out, then you're not you're not. <laughs> You're not the one, but you're not spiritually fit to keep going on. And you're not physically fit because how can you wear out doing God's work? You can't, you shouldn't, you know, but you do have to be have be wisdom and, and pace yourself and stuff like that. But it's like, come on, how can you be worn out? I mean, I, I guess Scott and I've been doing this for 30 something years and we weren't always pastors. We were setting up chairs we were doing working with the kids and uh in the classroom and and it's like okay yeah they pile on you like a ton of bricks (laughs) but that's okay because my body can take it and you know and we're training them up to be have fun be physically fit be you know get together everybody work together so when i hear that it's like oh no we can do anything we can handle anything because god's divine strength is in us and with us. Amen. So the ideas that they're talking about in Second Corinthians uh, about us being physically fit, number one, apply God's grace to our weak points. Physical training targets specific areas that need to be strengthened. Improving our spiritual fitness also involves an honest assessment of weak points. I don't know why this does this to me here. (laughs) Luckily, I did bring it in here. Um, And I thought about, assess your weak points, whether it's physical or spiritual. We have them in in both. God's wonderful, cost-nothing grace demonstrates that his power for our Christian living and service is perfected best in areas of our greatest weakness. So when we're getting tired, it's like, God, give me strength. How many times have we said that? How many times have we heard people say that? God, give me strength. <laughs> and he will. <laughs> Number two, check our hearts regularly. Our physical heart is a muscle. Even our forefathers recognized that the heart is the center, central organ of human life. Proverbs four twenty three says, guard your heart. Above all else, for it is the source of life. And that means being physically fit. (laughs) That means taking care of your body so nothing happens to it. So they don't have to tell you you have high blood pressure. I know my doctor's like, oh, you have high blood pressure. No, I don't. It's like in the middle. And he said, well, you know, it's like 140. Well, that's normal for me. And it's like, I know my body. So if, just because it's not 120 or under doesn't mean that it's high blood pressure. And they have a gauge, and so I think it's like 130, 140 to 145 or 50. It's like in the middle, so really, you really don't have high blood pressure. But how quickly are they to tell you that and to give you blood pressure pills? And I told them, I said, I don't want any blood pressure pills. Um, I said, well, how long would I have to take him? He said, forever. I said, well, no. <laughs> I said, well, no. <laughs> and he's like, you have to take it. You have to do it. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he hates it when I come to the office for my physical. <laughs> but sometimes I go in. I said, well, you have to think about it. When I'm coming to the office, my blood pressure might be 140, 145. Well, let's see. I had to get up, rush here. I'm in traffic. And then, and then I have to come here and sit out there and wait. So you're anticipating what you're going to do. Why wouldn't my blood pressure be up a little bit? <laughs> and then you're going to take it. You think me sitting here on this table for five minutes is going to bring it down. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, okay. I said, but no, I'm not taking those pills. <laughs> so I can do a whole lot of stuff instead of taking those and sometimes I go in and it's low. I say, well, I took my time. I left real early. <laughs> I didn't have to rush. I didn't miss the exit. <laughs> so it's like, okay. But, hey, I'm still here. My blood pressure has not risen. Because <laughs> guys like, God, okay, I'm checking my heart. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, Proverbs, that, that Proverbs 4.23, guard our hearts. Because it is the source of our life. So we need to not only guard it physically, but we need to guard it spiritually, too. We can't let the enemy come in. Scripture also describes our heart as a spiritual center of life. We need to daily examine ourselves, just as Paul challenged the Corinthians, to see or notice if Christ was still ruling on the throne of our heart. Is he still ruling on the throne of our hearts? If we are uh, true believers or committed, then Jesus Christ lives in us and our lives should present evidence of that, of his lordship, right? Being spiritually fit is having a heart in, in which Jesus reigns supreme in every area of our lives, physically and spiritually. And sometimes we only say, Jesus, I give you control spiritually. Well, no. He's control over everything, spiritually and physically. And we need to always have that in our minds to remind ourselves. Number three, live to please and honor God. 2 Corinthians 13, 7, Paul told the Corinthians that he was praying for them daily. He was praying or interceding on their behalf so that they would do what is right. We use all kinds of motivational reasons to try and get physically fit. However, staying fit spiritually needs only one justification. It's just the right thing to do. (laughs) Not only spiritually, but physically. It's just the right thing to do, so we feel better. We feel better about ourselves. We feel better about whatever we're doing. You know, we just like how we look. We like what we're doing. We have energy to do whatever it is we desire to do. Isn't that what we want to do? We want to have to do whatever we want to do. We want to have the physical ability to just go out and do it. Have fun. God didn't tell us we couldn't have fun. But to have fun, you got to be physically fit <laughs> when you think about it. Okay, God, we're, we're, we're getting it. Little by little, we're getting it, huh? <laughs> we're not too tired. Sometimes people don't come to church, but they're not too tired to go out. We're not too tired to go eat. <laughs> we have to go to a restaurant, but we're too tired to come to church and hear how we should live our lives. And when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, oh my goodness, how many people. I, I went out yesterday to get some soup, and uh, I went in this restaurant, and it was like, oh my gosh, how many people are just out there. And it's like, where people do you all go to church? <laughs> but they can make it out at night to, to go eat. And spend a lot of money, which people say we don't have. (laughs) We don't have enough to do a whole lot of stuff, but we sure can spend that money to go eat. And it's getting more expensive every day to go. Soup used to be five bucks or four bucks. Now it's ten. And I was like, good grief. (laughs) How do you make that stuff? (laughs) But by the time you buy all the ingredients, you spend it anyway. (laughs) Number four, embrace the truth. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 13, 8, for we can't do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. So whether we're speaking of, of physical or spiritual fitness, the truth is the truth. We can try to ignore the truth, but we all know it doesn't go away. <laughs> and the truth is we need to be physically fit to move forward spiritually. Amen. We can dress like a Christian, smile, quote scripture, but Jesus told the people that Jesus told the people that believe in him in John 8, 31 and 32, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Being physically fit will set you free to live a good life. Being physically fit will set you free from being stuck up in the hospital or in your house thinking you're sick and you can't do anything, amen? It will set our minds free. Being physically fit will set our minds free. Embracing God's truth liberates us to know to grow in faith and in his service. As our spiritual life goes, so does the rest of our life. A few scriptures that promote spiritual and physical fitness. I'm going to read a couple of them. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. Which means to give us a long and healthy life. Amen. Second, I mean, 1 the, uh, Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24 Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful who also will do it. Preserve our bodies blameless, healthy, disease-free until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians six, nineteen and twenty or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and who you and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I know, it's like glorify God in our bodies. How many of us forget that? Um, Isaiah 40, 31. For those who wait for the Lord, who, respect, who expect, look for it, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up to the sun. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired because we're physically fit. Amen. Is that it? Amen. Hallelujah.